0: Welcome to The Barrier Breakdown, Disrupting Mental Health Podcast, where we talk about the clinical and practical issues that face those working in the mental health industry. Welcome to the first inaugural episode of The Barrier Breakdown. My name is Erin Mullino Bailey. I'm the Chief Operating Officer at Cognitive Behavior Institute. And also here today is Dr. Kevin Caridad, the CEO of Cognitive Behavior Institute. And uh, today is our first inaugural episode where we are really looking to um, introduce ourselves to the clinical community, uh, have you guys kind of get to know us, get to learn a little bit about us and some of our plans for this podcast in the future. So um, why don't I start off by introducing Dr. Kevin Carradot. He can share a little bit about himself with us. Uh, so Kevin, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself?
1: Hey, thanks Aaron. So uh, we've been down this road for about six, six coming up on seven years, uh, working in mental health, starting out very early with the to Baby Institute back in 2014, uh, where we were both very passionate about creating a practice where uh, it was very supportive to where we'd want our families to go. And quality was really what we were driving to do. And so uh, the practice has grown over the years from uh, starting out as just the, the two of us there to, I think we have about all said and done, 90 something people working in some format at the Cognitive Behavior Institute. And one of the exciting things I think uh, I've seen for both of us uh, over this timeframe was the growth that has come, the needs that's out there in the community and how uh, we're able to support the community beyond CBI now uh, because we're at a place where uh, mental health is uh, really needed due to multiple things that are going on in our country right now, whether it be the social injustice Uh, issues whether it be the political issues or whether it be the pandemic issue uh, everybody is being touched and everybody's feeling overwhelmed and so uh, so I'm really excited to kind of uh, kick this podcast off with you and uh, and hopefully bring information uh, that is well needed to the mental health community at all levels whether it be a clinician or administrators Uh, so I'm really excited how about you Aaron why don't you let people know a little bit about yourself
0: Sure. So um, like I said, my name is Erin. I joined Kevin back in 2015. So I've been with CBI from the beginning. Um, It's been over five years. Um, that I have been in this role and I have a business background, so I'm not a clinician, but what I'm bringing um, to this piece and what I've kind of brought to CBI is from an administrative standpoint um, when it comes to client service and all the ins and outs of kind of what it takes to make a practice, a center for education, you know, all the different pieces that kind of logistically make things work and make it go smoothly. So, Kevin and I have definitely um, seen a lot and experienced a lot with growth, um, sometimes painful, sometimes not. Um, We've, you know, done a lot over the past six, six, five to six years, um, but, you know, what we have seen and what we have um, also hope and dream to accomplish um, is really something that we're passionate about and that we are excited to share. So my business background um, is through client service. Um, I currently do oversee the business management side of CBI, as well as the administrative team, which we have eight um, plus individuals on that team now and also um, Kevin and I worked really closely together during the pandemic to kind of kick uh, into high gear I'll call it um, our Center for Education which um, if anyone is not familiar with that, uh, we are, CBI is an APA approved uh, CE provider. We are also in the process of not only APA, but we're in the process of becoming a ACE provider through um, the National Social Work uh, Board, as well as the NBCC provider, as well as an individual um, approved provider for the state of New York, since they like to have their own
1: yeah, we're currently working
0: on that. Yeah, thanks. Yes, sure. Uh, so we're also working on New York. Um, and so we hope to have all of those finished up um, in 2021 so that we can really have a far reach for anyone all over the United States um, to get those get those CE credits. Um, we, Kevin, why don't you share a little bit about um, just kind of the Center for Education, you know, sure. the pandemic, and then, sure. you know, where, where we are at with that now?
1: Sure. So as everybody's well aware, since March, the pandemic, how it's just blown up, uh, my experience has been this has been a real global uh, issue. And I feel at least here uh, in the U.S. And, and probably beyond, it's a national security issue. Uh, lots of people are suffering and lots of people need help. And a lot of times what we found is uh, people are frozen, whether we clinicians ourselves get frozen because it's just overwhelmed or the people we serve. And so what we found is with COVID, many people early on were struggling to switch to virtual uh, telebehavioral health. And so what Aaron and myself did early on was create very basic uh, education in many different formats, whether it be uh, Facebook videos, whether it be live webinars through the NESW or through our own platform. Uh, We did many of these and we were able to train about 40,000 people overall very quickly, Aaron uh, went viral on one of her videos, it was almost over twenty four view, 24,000 views early on, just with the basics, and so really came clear the need that's out there for the education, and one thing I'm passionate about, and Aaron, I think what we enjoy the most, is helping others, uh, really just doing it, because it just feels like uh, we're at a place with with CBI, where it allows us to give back to the community, the clinical community, and beyond, because, because of those needs, and so that's where, very naturally, after we're providing these CEs, whether it be like, uh, Dan Siegel, who we just had last month, uh, who put on a great training on trauma and neurobiology that was only 15 bucks, And we have Sue Johnson coming up, uh, looking at uh, her, her specialty areas up in March uh, at $19. These kind of things are four-day intensives uh, for $75. Because one of the things we, we know is that uh, therapists need a lot of training. I know I need a lot of training. But oftentimes, they're just too much. They're just too much. Uh, I trained at a Beck Institute, which I think was instrumental in shaping me, but it probably all said and done from certification. and Otherwise, uh, it was probably six, seven grand. And most, most of us at clinicians can't really support that. So we're doing four day trainings for $75. And then uh, there's other additional trainings we want to get certified. And so we know information is important. And that's why I think we transition now to the podcast is how can we get information out that people are going to need? Uh during this basically ongoing crisis, right? There's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of crisis. It's hard when you're frozen uh, to really go seek information. You're fatigued from Zoom all day. You're fatigued from taking care of your family and doing Zoom all day. You're fatigued of watching uh, the social injustices not changing. You're tired because of the political system the way it currently is. Uh, you're tired because you're tired. There's just a lot of everything. And so what we're hoping to do is at least be able be entertaining a little bit here and there, Aaron has a really good sense of humor but, uh, but, but the overall is give you information that's going to be important whether it's what's the latest technology going on in, in behavioral health. Uh, for example, we deal with a company called son. we've done some very minor research looking to expand where they're using uh, voice clips, six minute voice six second voice clips to determine is there, uh, depression? Is there sleep issues? Is there anxiety issues? And imagine from a screening perspective how powerful that will be. So, we're going to have leaders uh, like David Liu from Sand here. Uh, we're going to ha- look at ways of integrating uh, healthcare using technology. Uh, we're going to look at other ways of technology that can hopefully improve outcomes because one of the things that's going to happen in whatever form of behavioral health is the way reimbursement's going to happen. It's going to be shifting from kind of a fee-for-service now to a shared risk and and where uh, outcomes are really going to be driving uh, your reimbursement. So how do you do that? How do you think about that? Uh, So these are the kind of things that, uh, or regulations and laws are changing, right? State-to-state or federal government, local governments. We're going to try to stay ahead of the curve for you be here to inform you of that information to the best of our ability with our team uh, so that we can all stay focused on what we need to do is keep the country together and as healthy as possible through mental health, whether it be training or just awareness of that. Yeah, so we know the need is great out there. There are many things that uh, private practice has to look at. Uh, We know that what we will be doing is shifting how reimbursements occurring from where it's fee-for-service now with insurers to uh, outcomes-based and risk-sharing So how do you plan for that? How do you prepare for that? We want to be here to help you Uh, with regard to technology. We want to be here to help bring you the latest news on what is out there uh, with regard to uh, technology companies like Sond, who uses short voice clips to determine uh, does someone have depressive-like symptoms, anxiety symptoms, or cognitive problems or sleep problems. Imagine if you could wake up in the morning and say, Alexa, what's the weather? You know, It's sunny and 20 outside, but you're seem, seeming kind of down. Would you like me to give you some referrals to a therapist? Uh, you know, I think that's where we're going or in a primary care office. If you walk up, say, would like to check in and there's a little microphone there. It says, you know, it kind of flags the client to be assessed further for mental health or sleep issues uh, or other technologies to help integrate a behavioral health therapist uh, with primary care doctors in a way that uh, you can communicate where prior you couldn't uh, as well as looking at health law, Uh, with regard to technology, uh, like Zoom, uh, cross state lines, as far as licensure. So with
0: regards to the administrative uh, piece, there are lots of things um, to talk about from a public health perspective, to integrating, um, to see patients, again, virtual face-to, or seeing patients face-to-face instead of virtual, and what potentially over time that could look like, once the pandemic is in um, a safe place and people are shifting back to that um, because we know that it's not just going to be, uh, you know, a magic wand is not just going to wave um, and it's going to be back to business as usual pre-March 2020, you know, that's not going to happen. It's quite likely that this pandemic could stick with us for a while. There could be different phases um, for reopening, things of that nature. So, so many things to consider as far as plans for how to eventually get people back into the office in a safe way, um, as well as the huge burden that clinicians are currently facing, which is keeping up with all the different insurers and how some are covering virtual and some aren't covering virtual and some are covering. Covering copays and some aren't covering copays. We spend a lot of time. Um putting together all that information and tracking it closely. So, you know, that's also something that we look forward to sharing. Um, I know that it seems like quarterly those uh updates are coming. So I'm sure you know we'll all be waiting with bated breath on New Year's Eve as the insurance companies announce if after January 1st they'll be extending virtual, um, you know, when it comes to the national carriers and then some local ones in PA here. Um, you know, those are all things that that we look to share. Um, when Kevin had mentioned about how we love helping people. We were in a really fortunate position back in March where all of our staff had been trained on ethical, legal, uh, do's and don'ts of telebehavioral health um, by one of, you know, a leading expert in October of 2019. It's actually kind of scary how perfect timing, you know, that training was uh, into the pandemic happening, you know, less than six months later. So, what we were able to do was shift our focus from, you know, converting our own um, business of, you know, seeing five thousand clients per month into virtual overnight, and we were able to, you know, as Kevin mentioned, put those videos together, share resources with clinicians, um, share, you know, electronic health records for not everyone that was using one, or how do you get consents, you know, electronically, um, how do you have specific language in there regarding tele, um, therapy, and what are some great tips for your clients who are transitioning to virtual for the first time? So those are all things that, um, as Kevin mentioned, we love to help people. We love to share those Resources. Those are the kind of things that we hope to continue to share on our weekly podcast, um, so that we can really be a resource to administrators and to behavioral health professionals.
1: Yeah, we want to be helping. We want. We're here to help you grow. Uh, I know that there's this new term out there, virtual uh, assistant, out there. We want to be your virtual executives. We basically want to be here on a weekly basis because I know even for our own business, for our own nonprofit, we want to be on the cutting edge and we want to be able to share that information. We're not, you know if I had a lot of the knowledge prior to, I would have made some expensive mistakes. So I'm hoping that all our bumps that we've 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 gotten uh, through this process, that we can hopefully help you preve- prevent you from getting that. And so what I would suggest is we're going to have a bunch of different topics, some of which I've already named. We're going to have leaders in the, in the community as well as in the industry on the show so that we can hear firsthand uh, what they want. And, and this is also informed feedback care has always been important to us and it's going to go the same way for this podcast. So always. with our next podcast, we'll be having uh, ways of emailing us. We'll have an email list posted or we'll try to get one posted on this one. So that topics that you want to hear uh, or comments or questions that you want to hear from industry leaders or industry leaders you think we should reach out to, uh, please, this is, this is where we can support ourselves, you know, help us focus on maybe something we're not seeing. So through this together, I think we'll be stronger as clinicians, we'll be stronger as administrators, and then ultimately, I think, through healthy minds, plus helping the community, we'll have a healthier country, and so that's what our passion is here to do, is to really just uh, make a big difference, and we know dealing with heroes, helping heroes like you all have been, uh, we think together that we'll be able to have a really large impact so that we can all have uh, the best country possible, And so that's that's really what we're trying to do here.
0: Yeah. We really look forward to you guys joining us, um, you know, for our weekly episodes. Um, As Kevin mentioned, we are um, stronger together. And so that's something we really look forward to getting this information out there. And we look forward to your feedback. Um, And until uh, next week. I think that we will just leave you all, um, you know, with the thought that we are open to feedback. We're open to ideas. Um, and we have a lot of really great guests, a lot of really great topics coming, uh, coming your way. And we really look forward to this new adventure together.
1: No, it's going to be great. We're typically going to be about 30 minutes a week. One of our near guests, he, he did some research on families, and and how uh, the political climate within, when they differ within families, its impact. So I think it's very timely with Dr. and Uh I'm really excited to see that in, in the next couple of weeks, as well as hopefully Dr. Thea Gallagher from the University of Pennsylvania are talking about OCD and and its resurgence and with a vengeance here uh, during this pandemic, as well as some technology. Hopefully David Liu from San will be able to be with us also. And that's just a real short list of some of the things we'll be looking at, and hopefully be also very fluid to any timely. Uh, topics and kind of address that. So thanks again. Hopefully uh, you'll find what we have to offer very helpful to you. And if you feel it's not as helpful as it needs to be, it's up to you. You got to let us know, reach out to us.
0: Absolutely. Thanks guys for listening. Take care.
1: See you next week. Thanks for listening
0: to the barrier breakdown disrupting mental health podcast check out our website at cbicenterforeducation.com for more information and to learn about upcoming continuing education events.